Hello and welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor David takes a look at benedictions, the blessings that come from the Bible. Let's listen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Oh wait, that was a benediction, right? Wait, and benedictions go at the end of the service, not at the beginning of the service, right? Well, usually that's true, but not today. Now, today we are going to study three of the most interesting and most well-known benedictions found in Scripture. Why are we doing that? Well, it's because we all know benedictions. I mean, they're the last words a pastor says before you leave to go about your week. But have you ever spent time actually studying the depth and the beauty of these benedictions as found in Scripture? Well, if not, today is the day that we are going to do that. Now, benediction is a very churchy term, isn't it? What does it mean? Well, benediction comes from the Latin term benedictio to mean wish well or bless. So we wish you well at the end of a service, or we send you out of a service with a blessing. And these well wishes, these blessings, have been a part of church services since the very beginning. Since the first century of churches, they have been sending people out with a well wish, with a blessing, with a benediction. But what I want to point out is it's not just any type of blessing. It's a particular type of blessing. It's not just me saying, hey, have a great week. Like I might say to you if we see each other throughout the week, uh, if you're leaving Publix and I say, hey, have a great week, it's different than that. Now, a benediction is pronouncing and proclaiming God's blessing upon the people of God. And that's a blessing that you take with you. It carries you throughout your week. And so hopefully those words reverberate within you. So if you're having a hard week, or if nothing's going to plan, you carry that blessing with you. You remember that, hey, God is with me. And so no matter how hard whatever it is I'm facing is, I carry this blessing of God wherever I go. Yes, these benedictions are extremely important. They help us see ourselves as God sees us. Again, that identity portion of what we're talking about. So, like I said, we're going to study three benedictions today. And the first one comes from the letter to the Romans. So this is a really famous and and long book of the Bible, the book of Romans. Paul wrote it to the church in Rome, and it has some of our most foundational theology anywhere in Scripture. So at the end of this book, Paul pronounces a benediction. He sends out the people of Rome with a blessing. Here are his words. Paul says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, as I'm sure you've noticed, benedictions are packed full of activity. There is a lot going on in this one short verse. 
And so we're going to slow down and really explore what's in this benediction. The first thing I want to point out is that Paul really hopes that the people in that church, and I would say us as well, are filled with three things, hope, peace, and joy. I mean, wouldn't that be great if after every church service you left feeling filled to the brim with hope and peace and joy? Well, I think that's actually possible. I mean, if, if that's what Paul hopes for you, then I think it is possible and realistic for us. But did you notice in particular where the joy and the peace come from? Paul says that those things develop in your life as you learn to trust God. Yes, the more you trust God, the more peace and joy are going to develop in your life. Which unfortunately means that peace and joy are not simply automatically going to come whenever you attend a church service. I mean, it would be nice, but it's not transactional like that. Instead, hopefully what happens is that as you attend church, you learn to trust God more in your own lives. You learn to turn over more of your heart each and every day to God, trusting God with your decisions, with your thoughts. And as you turn over more and more of your life to God, trusting God, what Paul says is you'll be filled with more joy and more peace as that occurs. When I think of this word overflowing, because that's what Paul uses. He says you're going to be filled to the brim with, with joy and peace, and then you'll be overflowing with hope. When I think of that term overflowing, I, I think of actually something that I saw on my recent vacation. Yeah, my family and I, the Sunday after Easter, always go to Sunset Beach. It's a great tradition just to relax and be on the beach for a week. But right by Sunset Beach is the little town of Calabash. And as we were driving through Calabash, I saw a new breakfast spot. And I thought to myself, oh, I have to take my two older daughters to this breakfast shop. That would be so fun for like a special breakfast with dad. Uh, and here is what it was called. I, I took a picture of it. This breakfast shop is called Milk and Honey. And as I looked at that, I thought, yeah, that's a picture of overflowing right there. Because you have the milk just gushing out of the top. You have honey oozing all over the place. And it just looks like a lot of fun. So I said, yeah, that's the place that I'm going to bring my kids. Now, this is a little embarrassing for a pastor to admit. But my very first thought when I saw this picture was, huh, I wonder why they named it that. What a strange name. Now, that may be what you're thinking as well. Or if you're like my wife, she'll go, really? That's what you thought? And I did until I walked in, and right on the entryway wall is a giant Bible verse. We'll show a picture of that as well. It's a Bible verse that says, He has brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with what? Milk and honey. Yeah, that's why they named it that. It's a verse from Deuteronomy, chapter 26, and it speaks to God, bringing God's people into the promised land. And the promised land was going to be the place where God's people could finally settle down. 
They would finally be safe, but not just safe. This was going to be a land of abundance. This was going to be a land where they were to thrive. This was a land that was flowing, or we might even say overflowing, with milk and honey. Well, I see that story with God blessing his people with this land, and it makes me think of this benediction, where God wants his people to be filled with joy and peace and then overflowing with hope. When you leave church, that is what God wants for you. That is the blessing that God is giving to you as we learn to trust God more and more with our lives. That's all in this one short benediction. And these benedictions are all over Scripture. So why don't we look at another? Here's the second one. This one I chose from the Old Testament. This is from the book of Numbers. That's probably everyone's favorite book in here, but in case you haven't read it in a while, this is um, something that Moses said to the priests as they were forming the priesthood of the Old Testament. We pick it up in Numbers chapter 6. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you're to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look with favor upon you and give you peace. So this benediction from the book of Numbers in the Old Testament, one of the earlier benedictions that we have in Scripture, it says three things that I want to break down for you. The first thing it says is, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Now we know what a blessing is, but what does it mean for the Lord to keep you? Well, that implies safety. It's like saying, hey, may the Lord keep you safe. Really, what's implied and inherent in this benediction is a recognition that the world we live in is not always safe. It's a dangerous world at times. And nobody knows what the future holds. So it's like saying, hey, between the time that I see you now and the time I see you again, may God bless you and, and keep you. Yes, may God keep you safe. That's true for us too today, isn't it? I mean, who knows what this week is going to hold, but we're all but guaranteed to know that it'll hold some challenges, that there will be some unexpected times of stress in this week that we're about to enter into. And that's okay, because God goes with you through your week, and it's a re remembrance of that, that as you go, God may keep you. God may bless you. And so when you're in the midst of the challenge, we remember God's presence. That's how the benediction begins. Remember God in your challenges. And then Moses says, we must say, may the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Now to have a face shine is obviously a figure of speech. But what does the figure of speech mean? What does it imply for us? Well, what would the opposite be? If you saw someone who looked disturbed or a little upset, would you say to them, hey, why is your face downcast? Right? And their face isn't literally maybe looking down, but that's the image or the feeling we get when we see that person. 
Or if someone's mad at you, and you can tell they're mad at you, you might say, hey, why are you turning your face from me? And again, they're not literally turning their face away from you, but that's how it feels inside, right? But what about when someone's face shines upon you? How does that feel? What images does that bring to your mind? I think it brings the images of of radiance, right? Of sunshine. I, I think of a cloudy day with the sun kind of breaking through. When God's face shines upon you, it's like that sunshine is breaking through the troubles and the challenges of your week. And all of a sudden, you're in the radiance of God. You're remembering that God is there with you. And so we worship a God who wants to bless you, keep you, and have his face shine upon you. And the third is this. And may the Lord look with favor upon you and give you peace. This part of the benediction reminds us that God watches us throughout the week. God is looking upon you. And I think we all know that, right? We know that God sees everything, that God is aware of everything, but this is a reminder that God looks upon you. And the hope is that when God sees us and sees the way that we live our lives throughout the week, sees the way that we dedicate our time, the ways that we're trying to bring light into the world, that God looks at that and looks favorably upon us. And that feeling of knowing that, hey, God is supporting me. God is with me as I'm trying my best to live this Christian journey. That's going to fill us with peace. Do you see that theme now in both benedictions of understanding God's presence and then being filled with peace? So if you're at a time in your life where you're going, I don't feel at peace. I feel the opposite of peace. I feel chaotic right now. Well, maybe this is a a call to action to say, I need to go find that presence of God again. The presence of God that I know is here, but maybe I need to awaken once again to God in my life. My hope is that Sunday mornings, during this worship service, this is a place that fills you with peace more than any other place you go to. Yeah, I hope that you leave here feeling more at peace than any other time throughout your week. Because if that happens, that means that throughout this worship service, you are experiencing the very presence of God. Okay, those are the first two benedictions. There are literally dozens in Scripture, but I chose one more that I found just very interesting that I think would be helpful to us. So this one is from the book of Jude. The book of Jude is one of the shortest books in the Bible. It is one chapter long, and it's in the New Testament. Here's how, this, how he closes this book. This is Jude's benediction. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. It's quite the benediction, right? There's a lot in there. Well, to understand what Jude is saying, first we need to know, well, who is Jude, right? 
And Jude actually reveals himself, his identity, right at the beginning, the first verse of this letter, when he says, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. So Jude is a brother of James. And if you remember the series we did on the book of James, you might remember that James was a brother of Jesus. So Jude, the brother of James, is also a brother of Jesus. But notice that he doesn't say that as his identity. Now that he understands who Jesus is, he simply says, I'm a servant of Jesus, even if there's that relation there. And Jude is a nickname. Yes, Jude is short for Judas, just like Sam would be short for Samuel, or Dave would be short for David, Jude is short for Judas. Now, it's not the Judas who betrayed Jesus in the Bible. This is a different Judas. This is Jude, the brother of Jesus. And he is encouraging people to stay on the path of following God. Because in the first century, when he wrote, there's a lot of persecution happening. It was a challenge to be a Christian. And a lot of people were going astray. And so he is encouraging people, no, stay on that path to following the risen Christ. We see that in how he begins his benediction by saying, to him, meaning to God, who is able to keep you from stumbling. His idea is that as you walk on this path to God, well, then hopefully we're not stumbling through it. It can feel like that sometimes, can't it? That we're just stumbling through life. We're stumbling through our faith, but Jude says, well, but no, God can help you to not stumble, to keep your path straight, to keep rocks and obstacles out of your path, to keep you walking to God so that one day, he looks ahead and says, one day you'll be presented to God without fault. I really liked that image where Jude is talking about us walking our path today meaning this is your life, your, your walk with God. But you're not just walking it, looking at the path as it is today. You're keeping your eyes ahead. Towards that day, you'll see God face to face. You're, you're looking ahead to that time when Jude says you'll be presented to God's glorious presence without fault. It made me wonder, what if we lived our lives always with that at the forefront of our minds? that one day I'm going to meet God face to face. And I live this life, not just on my own, not moment to moment, doing the best I can not to stumble, but keeping my eyes focused on that day when I will see God face to face. How would that change how we lived, how we spent our time, and what we prioritized? And Jude says, because of this, when we're keeping our eyes focused ahead, well, then we live our lives with adoration towards God. Everything we do becomes adoration towards God. Jude actually ends it by saying, yeah, to God be all glory and majesty and power and authority. All of it is for God. We live our lives strictly for God. That's the third benediction I wanted to share with you because we are being sent out of this place, right? We come to worship. We experience the presence of God. We are filled, hopefully, 
with biblical teaching, but also with joy and peace and hope, and then we leave this place, and you take that blessing with you. You go and transform the world by being the person who's sent by God. And so that's why I really wanted us to to hear and understand these benedictions, because they help us hear and understand who we are. I wonder, what similarities did you see between the benedictions? I think there's a lot. There's a lot of similarities, but I want us to focus just on one as we close our time. A benediction asks God to do something for God's people. Whether it's filling you with hope, or keeping you from stumbling, or giving you peace, God acts for you. And we need that, don't we? We need God to act for us because we're going to run into challenges. This life is not easy or perfect, but we have God with us as we go. And so when you leave this room, when you leave this church, until we see each other again, the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yes, may the Lord look with favor upon you and give you peace. Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.